You're about to watch a great interview on TYT interviews. If you wanna watch them live, members are the only ones who get to do that. TYTnetwork.com slash join, become a member, enjoy the interviews as they happen. Cynthia Nixon is a true progressive who refuses to take corporate PAC money. Her platform has some of the more uh, most incredible proposals that I've seen. And uh, one of the things that stood out to me about Cynthia, aside from her incredible uh, platform, was the way she handled the one and only debate that uh, Andrew Cuomo, the incumbent, uh, agreed to do. So uh, Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Anna, so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we get to uh, your policy proposals and what you're running on, I do really wanna give our audience a sense of how incredibly strong you were during this debate with Andrew Cuomo. We'll discuss it a little bit after we watch the clip. Take a look. Campaign finance reform is something that Governor mm -hmm. Cuomo has been promising ever since he ran in 2010. It's not hard to know how to do campaign finance reform. It's to close the LLC loophole by which corporations can donate an unlimited amount of money to political campaigns. But since taking office, Governor Cuomo has received $16 million through the LLC loophole. That's more than every single legislator in Albany combined. What I loved about that clip was not not only how strong you were, but how it was a consistent theme, a consistent message that you weaved into this debate. And Cuomo really appeared to underestimate you. He came a little unprepared, and you really came out with the big guns, and it was it was fantastic to see that. Well, thank you. I think actually Governor Cuomo spent a lot of time preparing for the debate. He his people even bragged about how much he was preparing for it, and in fact. You know, we had we had been asking for him for two debates, one upstate and one downstate since I entered the room. We had accepted offers from a couple of different channels, but unbeknownst to us, he had been negotiating uh, on his own with the one debate that we ended up doing. Uh, so he actually had a lot of time to prepare, whereas we, we, we had about two and a half weeks uh, notice and we got to set none of the conditions of the debate. But I think the fact of the matter is he's really not very good um, on his feet, and he's really not very good at defending his record. He hasn't, he hasn't been in a in a one-on-one -on -one debate in 12 years, uh, and he doesn't have a progressive record to run on. So when somebody actually calls him on the facts, uh, he doesn't have a lot to say. He doesn't have a lot of ways to defend himself because he talks like a Democrat, but he has certainly governed like a Republican, and he's handed over massive amounts of power to the Republican Party. Absolutely. And that's, that's his record. Well, I feel like when you have the facts on your side, debates are actually pretty easy. And you did certainly <laughs> yes, have true. the facts on your side. You know, you represent yourself as a true progressive, whereas Andrew Cuomo claims he's on the left, but his policies uh, prove otherwise. So let's get to uh, some of your proposals and, and how much they differ from what Cuomo, uh, you know, has done and says he's willing to do. So first off, uh, healthcare is a big issue in the United States, and you really wanna push for a single payer healthcare system in the state of New York. A lot of people are dismissive about that, and the first thing you hear is, how are you gonna pay for it? Now, I'm not one of those people, I know how it gets paid for, but for the sake of this conversation, uh, tell me the specifics about your policy proposal here. How would you pay for it? Sure, so the thing about transitioning to a Medicare for all single payer system is the transition costs a lot of money, but actually it's an enormous savings, not only to the state of New York, not only to individuals, but to employers. Um, and of course it means we insure every person, we insure them better, cheaper, 
without co-pays, without deductibles. Um, and I am supportive of the New York Health Act, which, which would bring us a Medicare for all single payer system uh, in New York. Governor Cuomo at the debate said, oh, we should know we need to wait for the federal government to do it, which I think is exactly the opposite. I think we need to show in individual states that we can do it and gain momentum that way. But in terms of how we would pay for it, we would pay for it uh, through a combination of a payroll tax um, and other other taxes uh, on on things like capital gains. Um, and it's it's uh, the fact of the matter is it will come out of people's paychecks, and ninety eight percent of New Yorkers will pay substantially less for their for their health care than they do now. Um, and they will be they will be better insured. Not only will you you be able to access the health care you do now, but people will be much more likely to access diagnostic care and preventative care. Everything will be covered from dental to vision to uh, mental health and even even medical devices. And it will drive health care costs down 40 percent because health care Health, the healthcare industry and big pharma will only be negotiating with one entity, and that's the state of New York. And so the state of New York then has incredible uh, bargaining power. And because employers will no longer be responsible for uh, providing health care for their employees, it's actually a tremendous job creator. It's estimated that 200,000 uh, jobs will be created in New York because of the extra revenue that um, employers will have to hire people. So considering the fact that you refuse to take corporate PAC money, uh, it's clear that you are unwilling to allow corporate interests to corrupt you. But there are certainly local politicians in the state of New York that you would have to work with to accomplish your goals who are getting paid uh, by these corporations, particularly pharmaceutical companies, the private healthcare industry. What is your plan uh, to get these politicians on your side? How do you get them to rally in support of your proposal? Well, like any real foundational change, and obviously providing uh, a Medicare for all single payer system would be an enormous foundational change. Uh, the groundswell has to come from the people, um, and and it's a and it's a practical issue, but even more so, it's a it's a moral issue. And you galvanize public support, and there is already so much public support um, in New York for this, as there is across the country. It's something that. Politicians are afraid of because it's complicated and uh, it's it's they they fear that it's expensive. They don't they they know that on the other end of it, there's tens of 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 uh, tens of, of of millions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars in savings. Um, but they're they're scared about how to get there. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think one of the things you have to understand is. When I unseat Governor Cuomo, it will be completely game-changing in Albany, mm -hmm. and people will understand that they have to get on board or they're going to be next, that it's a, it's a new era in Albany where actually voters and New Yorkers are determining what the agendas of our, of our New York government should be, mm -hmm. uh, not corporations. Look at what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's victory did, what, a, what an earthquake that was. Just imagine 
um, how, uh, what it will be like in New York when I unseat Andrew Cuomo. Right, I mean, we're crossing our fingers. And uh, for those of you uh, who do live in New York, who have the ability to vote, uh, the primary elections in the state of New York will take place on Thursday. So please get out there, get active, please vote. Right, it's not a Tuesday. Election is usually on a Tuesday, but because of Rosh Hashanah and because of September 11th this year, it's on a Thursday. We need everybody to turn out. That's how we're going to win. Absolutely. All right. So I want to move forward to discuss a little bit of the problem regarding affordable housing in the state of New York. I live in Los Angeles, California. We're having a crisis here when it comes to homelessness and yeah. affordable housing. Just to give our audience a few numbers, in the last eight years, homelessness in New York surged by 36% to over 89,000 people living on the streets in New York. That number will go up to 100,000 by 2020 if nothing is done. So what is your proposal exactly. in combating this issue? Because it is a huge problem, not just in the state of New York, throughout the country. And I think that lawmakers are looking for real solutions to it. Yes. Well. But I think the other problem is that lawmakers are, are very, at least in New York State, um, incredibly indebted to the real estate industry who give them millions uh, and sometimes tens of millions of dollars between landlords and corporate developers. Andrew Cuomo's received $2 million just in the last year from the wow. real estate industry. And that's the real problem, right? It's not that we don't know what the solutions are to preserving affordable housing and to expanding affordable housing is that we don't have the political will to do it because our governor and our legislators are bought off. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, we have rent regulation here, which only applies to buildings of more than five units that were built up to the year 1974. And there are all kinds of loopholes that have been punched in these rent regulations by the power of the, the real estate industry. Things like the vacancy decontrol, a magic number 2733, which an apartment hits that number, and all of a sudden that apartment is no longer rent regulated, like the vacancy bonus, that every time you change tenants, you're allowed to raise the rent 20%, MCIs, major capital improvements, how you can tag this tack money onto the rent um, when you make an improvement, but that improvement never gets paid off. That's just a new part of the rent and preferential rent. I mean, there are all of these loopholes. So first of all, we need to close these loopholes. We need to get rid of this magic number, which not only allows landlords to, to hike up the rent, it actually incentivizes them to do that and to kick people out so that they can have their vacancy bonus. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to close all these loopholes. We need to make it apply to buildings after 1974 too. Absolutely. And we need to spread it across, across the state. It only exists in eight counties downstate, mostly around New York City. And we need rent regulation across the state because the fact of the matter is, Gentrification is pushing people out of the homes and the communities in which they've lived for for decades across the state, and it's a, we have a housing crisis everywhere, and we have a we have a, a a governor whose biggest benefactors are the real estate industry, and these two two facts are inexorably linked to each other. Cynthia, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us about your policy proposals. I can talk to you about this stuff all day, but you are a strong supporter of public education. You are the product of public education in New York. Your children receive public education in the state of New York. I love that you want to strengthen that as well. And yes, that's how I got into politics is fighting for better funding and particularly more equal funding for public schools for the last 17 years. 
because our schools are the second most unequally funded in the entire country. And the fact of the matter is we're violating the constitutional rights of, of, of so many of the children of New York by spending so little on their education that they can't possibly receive the sound basic education they're guaranteed by our state constitution. The highest court in New York has said that, and that's what I've been fighting on for 17 years, that we need to invest $4.2 billion in our schools. Andrew Cuomo isn't gonna put it in, that's why I'm running. I love it. Well, you can learn more about uh, Cynthia Nixon's campaign by going to her website, CynthiaForNewYork.com. And you can also volunteer at CynthiaForNewYork.com slash volunteer dash two. And uh, please, if you're in New York, get involved, vote, go out there. Again, the election takes place this week on Thursday. Uh, so don't get confused, make sure you don't fall for any misinformation out there. Thursday is when the election takes place. Go out there and vote. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure talking to you. If you liked this interview and you're at the end, so apparently you liked it a little bit, thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. You can watch them live as they happen if you're a member. Only members get that. Go to tytnetwork.com slash join. And you get not only interviews live, you get the Young Turks live, you get Aggressive Progressive live, old school, and all the commercial free. Come join us right now, tytnetwork.com slash join.